joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello, everyone. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and I am welcoming you to Blissful Living. We have a really good show in store, and the title of our show today is, Is Your Money Working for You or Someone Else? So... That should entice you. So I want you to think about that as we get into the show. Now, um, as always, I'd like to start off the show thanking our sponsors. And the first one I want to thank is the Health Healing and Wellness Company. Now, the Health Healing and Wellness Company is a health and wellness company that's designed to help you have balance in your mind, body, spirit. And as summer comes up, they have um, these specials that are also designed to help you get your body in check. So if you're looking to have your body right for summer or you uh, want to have your body right for life, you want to check out the Health Healing and Wellness Company at healthhealingwellness.com. Now, the next sponsor is a telecommunications company that's been around for just about 27 years, located in the Silicon Valley, and what they do is set up network distributions right the first time. So they make sure that all your telecommunications connection, cabling, wireless systems, video, audio, uh, voice data, fiber, they make sure all of that is connected right the first time so that you are able to operate with your telecommunications at a stellar level so that you connect with your clients and make the connection right the first time. They are All Day Cable Incorporated. You can check them out at www.alldaycableinc.com. And lastly, um, I want to thank all of you for listening to the show and tuning in today. I guarantee that this will be a show that you want to sit back have a piece of paper to write with, something to write with, maybe get comfortable in your favorite chair, and really relax and take in some of the information um, that our guest is going to share with us, because I guarantee you won't want to miss out what she has to say. So with that being said, I want to tell you about our guest today. Her name is Coach Babette. And Coach Babette has had an industrious nature since the age of nine when she enlisted Coca-Cola to sponsor her participation in her hometown scholarship pageant. Fast forward to today, and Babette has taken the enthusiasm and the go get em attitudes of her youth to be a cheerleader for others. Now, Babette helps people restructure their lives to easily attract the opportunities they want. Her firm works with individuals and corporations alike to unlock the personal best that waits and discovers um, and that we're ready to discover in each of us. Babette left corporate America, guys, at the top of her career in 2008 to come home and raise her daughter. The way Babette did this was to pay off all debt that had um, accumulated 
to the tune of $96,000 in 30 months. Now, she teaches others to do the same through her Dump Debt Live Free program. Many of the topics her clients want to work through she has dealt with in her own life. So when you commit to working with Coach Babette, not only are you getting her professional knowledge, you are also benefiting from her real-life experiences. And with that being said, I would like to welcome the one and only Coach Babette to Blissful oh. Living. How are you doing, Coach Babette? <laughs> I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on the show tonight. I am so excited. <laughs> well, we are excited to have you. Um, you know, I love talking about money. Um, I love learning about it, and I learn. I love learning how I want my money to work for me and not work for someone else. So I just want to ask you, um, with regards to the financial coaching that you do, um, how did you come about finding that this would be a great niche for you um, and allow you to help others? Well, it's because um, money has always been a passion of mine, and I'm going to give you a little background as to why it became such a passion of mine. Um, I came from a divorced home where money was a struggle constantly. And unfortunately, um, you know, my mom wasn't the greatest with money, and I actually had to learn how to do tax returns at the age of 14. Yes, I said 14. <laughs> and um, with that, you know, I just started learning about money and how to handle it wisely so that it went a longer way than it normally would, you know, if you just didn't educate yourself on it. So right. with my, my family background and a requirement basically to survive at one point in my life made me um, respect money much more than just, you know, learning about it and going through life without any knowledge of it. Um, I was so, fortunate. So, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hold on, Coach Babette, because you said something really interesting. And I want to say it's like down low, um, subtle, but extremely powerful. You said you had to learn how to respect money. Is that what I heard? That is exactly what you heard. You have okay, to respect so. money. Okay, go on, girl. Keep on talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Knowledge is power. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a good show. Go, girl. <laughs> but you do. You have to learn how to respect money. So, you know, I, I paid my own way through college, through grants and scholarships and all that fun stuff that you have to do whenever that money's just not in the bank account. Um, right. actually started working at the age of 14, got a worker's permit so that I could work at a fast food restaurant. Um, and like you said in the opening, um, I actually wanted to, to be in a scholarship pageant. I'm not a beauty queen type, but a scholarship pageant to me was a way to get to college. Right. Um, and even though I was really young, I thought, you got to start young. <laughs> and so I I actually um, was a latchkey kid, and I went through what hopefully a lot of your listeners still remember, which was a telephone book, the, oh, the paper yeah, ones that we used I to do. have. <laughs> the big ones, you know, you'd and, a couple of them so the little person could sit at the table. 
I, I could, and then I opened one up, and because I was a latchkey kid and I had a lot of time on my hands, I just started calling down companies and telling them what I wanted to do, and I got sponsored by Coca-Cola. Wow. So um, that kind of started with, you know, I knew my family couldn't afford it, and I thought, well, there's got to be another way. So right. I've always, you know, had that that idea that you've got to respect money um, to make it work for you. Now, I can't say that I've done that my whole life because, right. as you mentioned, I had to pay off a lot of debt to be able to leave corporate America. <laughs> so right. we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but it's it's just so important that, you know, it, it's, for instance, like if you're on a job, well, you don't just go in day one and know how to do the job. You have to right. learn. You have to, exactly. to read up on it. You have to educate yourself. Why do so we now, think money is different that we don't have to learn about it? So, what, yeah, explain. Why do you think people have that, that attitude? I mean, what 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 do you think is the driving force behind that attitude? Because a lot of people have that type of attitude. They do. And I think it's because it's always been done like that. So they just continue. And unfortunately, and something that I am hoping to change in time, not only in my local Charlotte and surrounding areas, but hopefully across the nation in time, is why don't our schools teach this? Oh, my goodness, because yes. if our schools would teach this, we would come out so much better. We would educate our children just like we do on math and science and social studies and the languages. Why aren't we educating our children on finances? You we know, that's setting them up for failure or temptation. Exactly, exactly, and that's a very interesting point, especially when it comes to the younger people, youth of today. Um, those that are in college or getting out of college, I've heard several of them say that you know, college it does not teach one how to how to live life. It doesn't teach you how to finance your first car. It doesn't teach you anything about financing or let alone how to have a, why you should have a retirement plan or, you know, those those things, why you should uh, invest your money in certain type of ways. Okay. So my daughter, for one, she was like, you know, here I am getting out of college with this degree, but I haven't learned anything about how to live my life. And I'm like, that's very interesting. And I do agree with you that they should be teaching children at a young age about um, finances. Now, I remember growing up that we had like a little like in my classroom, it's like fifth grade. We had a uh, we had set up a couple of us had set up an ideal to have a little store. And, you know, back in those days, you could have a penny and buy something. You could buy candy. You could buy a little toy, an eraser, a pencil, you know. So we had set that up and we knew that, you know, we had to purchase. It was like a little bit of purchasing um, the supplies from the, the school. But it was, you know, it was teaching us about money, but not nearly um, as it, you know, it didn't happen nearly as much after that, you know, fifth grade experience. So not unless I went and got a job or something like that, but it, it's very, very interesting. Now, with regards to money, do you, um, let, let's start with the, not only respecting it, but do you believe that one should have a, uh, excuse me, game plan with regards to how to manage their finances. Absolutely. For them. And that is, there's one word 
that applies to exactly what you said. It's called a budget, and it is not a bad word. <laughs> so tell us about that um, six-letter word, budget. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people, and I, I've polled many people throughout social media and some email blasts that I've done and, and some companies that I've talked to over the years. And take a guess how many people in the United States of America do not live by a budget? Just oh, I'd number. say probably like 98%. Okay, it's a little less than that. Oh, it's that's about good. 72% of people do not have a budget. 72%. But now think of this. 72% of Americans do not have a budget. However, almost everybody that you come in contact with has a credit card. Right. Now, why is that? Whenever people don't even know really how to use credit cards, they think, oh, my gosh, all I do is slide it and I get it, slide it and I get it. So and now, the wait, reason, tell me again, how, what's the percentage of the people that don't have a budget? 72% of Americans wow. do not have a budget. But wow. I guarantee those people have a mortgage, they have yeah. a credit card, they probably have a car loan. So how are they how are they handling that? Unfortunately, the word is not too good. <laughs> right. And and that's because they haven't been educated. And it's sad because in America, we have this idea of what an American dream is, but we don't understand the American destruction that comes with that dream if you're not educated. Wow. Wait, say that one more time, because that I think that statement within itself is, is very powerful. Please, Coach Bebek, can you repeat that for us? Absolutely. I'll be happy to. The American dream can turn into the American destruction if they do not have a plan, if they're not educated. Yeah. You guys hear that? That's a negative goal. So pay attention to um, what we're going to transition into next because um, that right there is truly a nugget of gold. And it's something, it's it's a pretty deep statement. It's something that we all need to think about um, when it comes to, you know, managing our money. How many people know that someone that back in the real estate boom days um, thought they were living the American dream, but they definitely weren't ma managing their money and, and end up losing their homes and a lot more than that. So, um, the statement Coach Babette just made is um, extremely powerful. Now, Coach Babette, with regards to um, this not bad word budget, um, is there something that you could share with the listeners? Um, because I'm sure a lot of people don't even realize that don't have a budget don't even really realize that they don't have a budget. You know what I mean? I mean, they know they use their credit cards. They know they know they use their ATM cards out of sight, out of mind. Um, but they, you know, make sure their bills get paid. Um, but it's like, you know, they are living paycheck to paycheck. But for them, that's a budget. They're budgeting what, they, what they're living in sometimes um, within the means they make. So can you share with um, the listeners, like, what is something that they should pay attention to that might um, light up in gold, bright, flashing letters that it's something that they need to start put, um, creating a budget for their finances? 
Well, of course, um, whatever I teach my Dump Debt and Live Free program, and I do that online as well as in person, the first thing that I always talk to people about whenever I have them write down all of their expenses is where is your it will happen fund? And they look at me like, what is that? And I said, have you ever had a flat tire? Has the washing machine ever broken mid-cycle? Have you ever... You know, got a pair of heels for us ladies, and the heel broke off. Well, do you have the cash, not the credit? Do you have the cash to go fix that? Well, no. Who does? That's usually the response I get. And I said, well, you can because you make enough money, but you aren't saving anything because you're relying on credit which that $500 washing machine is going to cost you maybe $750, $800 in the end. They don't right. see it that way because it's it's an immediate gratification world that we live in, and it's an immediate fix by credit. But what people don't understand, and the topic and title of, of our show today is be, they are working every day of their life. These, you know, people that have the good old job, and they go for forty hours, sometimes fifty and sixty hours. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is they aren't working for themselves because number one, they don't have an it will happen fund. Right, right. You know, and that's got to start off small. I mean, I recommend to to the people who take my class that needs to be totally taken out of your check. Whether that starts out as $10, $20, whatever it is, it's got to be something. You've got to start somewhere. Right. And to do that, your taxes are taken out of your check. Just make sure it's gone. You never see it. And all of a sudden, that starts building up. So that is the first thing that they've got to do. They've got to get real with what is going on in the financial part of their life. Because we live in a lot of denial. And I'm saying that because I was the one doing it. I was living so, in denial. Go ahead. So share a little bit about um, that with the listeners because, you, know, you know, as your intro, um, I'm sure that piqued curiosity as the people are like, wait a minute, you know, she was able to pay off debt that accumulated to $96,000 in 30 months. How the heck did she do that? Or how, as a person of finance, did she how did that happen to her? So share a little bit, if you're okay with it, um, with regards to what kind of led you to that, and you know, and then we can go back into um, getting real with the budget. Absolutely. I will be happy to. Like I said a little earlier on in the show, I've made mistakes. We all have. And living the way I did with money and always having to be so responsible at such a young age, As soon as I got that job in my life that paid way more money than I needed to live on, I started having a little too much fun. And with that came a lot of debt. There's no kids. It was a dual income household. So why not have a little fun? Travel. Um, You know, I saw it. I got it. If it was the purse, if it was the shoes, if it was the trip. why not? I'm always going to make more money, and I was making a great salary. Um, right. with everything put together and everything. I mean, I was I was in the six-figure range. And so that just, it's just like weight that some of us ladies deal with. I know I have in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, you know, it starts with, oh, it's just a couple pounds, 
and then it's right. five pounds and ten pounds. Well, in the the case of debt with with us, it was oh, it's only five hundred dollars, and then it was five thousand, and then one day we woke up um, right. after I got pregnant with our child, Ooh. and it was like. We were older parents, you know, waited, we were almost married 10 years before we had our daughter. And I was ready to come home. You know, I'd worked my whole life since the time I was 14. I worked hard to be able to take care of of our children. Mm -hmm. And whenever the reality set in that was there, and, you know, I kept on being reminded of it. um, And there were some other things, you know, that happened. But Mm -hmm. um, it was like, what do you mean I can't quit my job and come home? Are you kidding me? And it was like, just oh, like, oh, excuse me, I think you just said the wrong thing. Yeah, what do you I mean, mean, you know, I was let like, me, I mean, let me ask you again. <laughs> <laughs> and and that reality. Now, now I'm going to share this, and this might be a little um, life skills coaching for your listeners as well. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. But on. sometimes, sometimes anger over a situation and I got angry, you know, I, I wanted to be this stay at home mom, but I couldn't because of the irresponsibility that lingered throughout those years. Too much fun, too much fun. So whenever you get angry at a situation, but you want something so bad, you figure out no matter what it takes that you're going to get it. And I got it in 30 months. And it was not a house that was, you know, stressed or anything. I mean, we worked hard. I closed a lot of different deals in corporate America. I did 1031 exchanges, you know, got Mm -hmm. some very nice bonuses. Mm -hmm. My husband worked a lot of hours. Um, And the funny thing was we became accountable. Now, let me say that again because that's huge, too. We became accountable to each other to the tune of if I got a Coke out of the machine, and back then they were, what, 50, 75 cents? Right. It was, well, okay, you spent 50 or 75 cents. I need a receipt. It's like, what? I need a receipt. And it was like, I need a receipt. And we held each other accountable for everything. And um, with... The shopping that we did, we always used to go to a very nice, well-known grocery store here in the Mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Our shopping thought processes changed. We still ate. We never went without a meal. But it was amazing how much money we saved. I will never forget within just a few months looking at our bank account, and we had $10,000 in there just by changing our living habits. Wow. It can be done just like losing weight or anything you want in life can be done if you laser focus yourself on it. Was it easy? Are you kidding me? It wasn't easy. I I love to go out and and eat dinner at restaurants. But the thing is, did I want to go out and eat at the restaurant or did I want to get my daughter out of daycare and come home and be that stay-at-home mom? And that was my passion, and that was my desire. So do so, you think, um, so with regards to, you know, um, getting angry, and, you know, and getting in that, like, you know, heck or high water, I'm I'm, yeah. is, I'm not going to let this beat me, right? Just exactly. down. 
do you think that um that anger and that desire really needs to be present within the person who you know for in order for them to be willing to make the changes that are necessary to go from you know living in the red to living in the black I don't think it necessarily has to be with every personality because everybody's unique and everybody's mm-hmm. different. They've got to they've got to figure out within themselves what is that switch that has to turn on. Now, mine was, it, you know, I got frustrated, I got angry because from the time I got married and stood on that that altar and said I do, in my mind, I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. I was willing to work and do all this, but. Whenever you don't have a checks and balances in everything in your life, not just one part, but everything, you end up some days waking up going, what happened? Right. So I, you know, I think it's different for everybody. I don't want to say, yes, everybody has to get angry because I don't think that's the case. But I do think that you have to commit to whatever you want. Um, And if it's, you know, about getting out of debt, you've got to commit to it. You've got to realize that. Friday nights are not going to be eating out or going to a movie or, you know, there's going to be a couple of years. Yeah. You got to be willing to make a little bit of sacrifice. I mean, it's like when you go to the gym, you got to, in the beginning, go through a little pain to get a little gain. I mean, that's just it. So, and then once your muscles get used to it, it, you know, you have to, you in order for that to pain or whatever to come in, you have to keep, you know, stretching them and growing them and making them healthier and strong and, you know, stretching those muscles. And I guess basically you're saying to hunker down if you really want to do this and, and create a budget and go from living in the red to black, you have to hunker down and work those financial muscles and be willing to take a little bit of pain and sacrifice to get to where you want to be. Um, and I think that's. I think that's just perfect. Now, why? So we've talked about the budget, and I guess we kind of paint the picture for the listeners with regards to um, what it may look like in chaos, you know, why it might be important to have a budget. But can you just share with the listeners why is really, 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 why is financial health so important? Because financial health can wreak havoc on your physical health and your mental health and your emotional health completely and totally. Um, Just to give you an example of physical health, it is known to um, help with, of course, stress. That's the main thing. But cortisol, for your listeners that are familiar with cortisol, and if not, I encourage you to do some research on it. If you are under tremendous financial stress, your cortisol level is going to skyrocket. Whatever your cortisol level skyrockets, well, you're going to retain weight, gain weight. It changes your whole entire body chemistry. So that's just one thing. I mean, I've read different things of it can cause, of course, heart attacks because of the stress. Mm -hmm. It can cause strokes. It has Mm -hmm. been known to cause um, IBS in women. Mm -hmm. It has been known to cause migraines. I mean, there are I can, a number of things. I, there are, you know, as a as a <clears throat> excuse me, as a registered nurse and a Ayurvedic health practitioner, I can attest to all of that. And I I used to talk about how important it was to recognize the signs and symptoms of stress, um, and how stress is the number one silent killer. It pre 
includes every disease process just about out there, whether it's external stress or internal stress with the body processes. Stress is a underlying cause for um, creating havoc on all your health and well-being. So, okay, so now... Um, continue on with regards to the financial health. We you know it's important for our, our physical well-being, our emotional well-being, and our mental well-being. Um, I know that you said credit, and you mentioned the usage of credit cards a little while ago. Can you tell the listeners the good, the bad, and the ugly? And let me say, if there's any good, bad, or ugly with regards to uh, credit card usage and why credit card usage is so seductive. Okay. I will start with, let's say that you've watched your parents as you're growing up use credit cards. You don't know anything about them. They never told you how to use them. And you hit the freshman year of college. Now, I know whenever I was there, <laughs> see, you know exactly where I'm going. <laughs> yes, I do. I forgot all about those years. <laughs> and you're checking in, and you're all excited because you're going to be away from home for the first time, and you can do anything you want pretty much, you know, because mom and dad aren't going to be in the same city. And all of a sudden, they look at you and say, would you like this MasterCard or this Visa that has our school logo on it? And, of course, what 18-year-old is it going to go, well, sure. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and that's where the, the seduction starts. And I love that you use that word because that's what it is. It's a seduction. It's a temptation. What it's really doing is putting the college student or you know, whatever age you are, whenever you got that first credit card, mm-hmm. what it's doing is it is sending you into um, a fantasy land and it's a fantasy land that turns into an addiction. You know, we all think of drugs and alcohol, and those are addictions, and you have food addictions. Let me tell you, retail therapy is an addiction. Credit oh my cards goodness. are an addiction. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, um, I, I know several people, myself included, that did the whole college credit card thing, and it really was an addiction. And you know what's funny is... Um, When I think about the young people today, um, they are in this, um, living in this social media world where they're trying to keep up with what's going on in the world, so to speak, fashion, this, that, and other. And they're just using that credit card like it's nobody's business. And so I'm I'm just, it, it it's a very seductive thing because you could get what you want, even if you don't have the money for it at the time, you know, and you're exactly. not thinking about paying for it later. You just, the next time you see something, guess what? Let me whip out the credit card. And I did that, but at a very young age, I probably was like 24, I realized, I mean, I wasn't in that much debt, but at 24 back in the day, you know, with that much debt. And so um, what I did was I tore up all my credit cards. And, you know, back then it was like the big thing was to have like the department store cards like Macy's and Nordstrom's and JCPenney's and Sears and, you know, those kind of cards, right? That was a big thing. But what I did is I just, I cut them all up. Um, I'm like, because if I don't have them, then I'm not tempted to use them. I'm not seduced exactly. to using them. And so um, it was it was amazing, but it's so very seductive in college and 
I think just the way the kids live today, the whole lifestyle is very seductive and is one of the like underlying causes for, I think, so much credit card usage going on. Um, now, when's the last time you used, you've used a credit card? Five years ago. Five years now, ago. Do you, do you have a rule behind um, you? Do you like just have one just in case? Do you have nope. a rule behind using them? So you don't have I, any. I do not have any. I have a debit card. I have a mm-hmm. business debit card, and that, and I've got a joint cre- credit or not a credit card, but a joint card. Um, but no, that's it. I mean, I am debit all the way. If the money's not there, I don't. I don't spend it. And okay. It's, it's a way of life that I'm so glad that this all happened prior to my daughter coming into this world right. because she has, she's now 11, um, going on like 21, I think. I'm sure. <laughs> I remember the days. And, and um, it's interesting because you know, she's heard the conversations in the household about, you know, what happened and why she was in daycare and all this, that, and the other. And she is so intelligent about money, and she is a saver because oh. of the things that she's heard us discuss. Right. And right. how, you know, she has overheard, you know, some of my webinars and what I talk about and how the people interact with me and some of the clients that, you know, because I do video conferencing throughout the country um, mm-hmm. on dump debt and live free. And one time she overheard, it was like um, four or five years old, and she overheard you know, somebody saying, well, you know, I didn't even know you had to pay them back because she got her first one in college. Oh, wow. Goes, I get this bill. And I was like, how could you even think that? And she goes, well, my mom and dad never taught me. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my you goodness. Know, that's, that's very interesting. And it's wonderful that you're teaching your daughter, but your daughter, your daughter's also in a position where she's absorbing it. Cause at that age, they're like sponges, you know, and, and exactly. I just think it's so hugely important for women and um, to teach their daughters, you know, their boys too, but to teach their, their daughters, you know, how to, how to manage their finances and how to be independent with the management of their finances. And, and, you know, and then as well as when they get married and all that stuff, how to collaborate and, and bring that together with your partner um, if it works. But, you know, I, I could see that woman saying that because nobody taught me about it. I had to figure it out I myself. Exactly. I mean, I really had I mean, to figure it out myself. So it's very interesting. And you think about it, you said you opened the show and said, you know, they don't teach it. They don't. And I'm, you're like, yeah, really, they don't teach it. Not even don't. Some, some parents. That's, a, that's very true. And, um, you know, it was interesting, too, because I always share in, in my classes and so forth as well, especially to young ladies that are out there. So young ladies mm-hmm. that are listening, I want you to listen to this because I had this experience. I had a boyfriend at one time that offered me an American Express card just in case of an emergency. Oh, He was trying to take care of me. You know, mm-hmm. here, I, I just want you to know that, you know, in case you get short on money or whatever, here's an American Express card. And I will never forget, thank goodness I had the, the wherewithal and the thought process to be able to do this in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. I looked at him and I said, no. I said, you aren't helping me. That's hurting me. And I don't want that. 
Now, oh, good for I know you. some friends, but I know some friends that have said, are you kidding me? You didn't? And I said, no. Because I, I might have been that friend that would have said, girl, I didn't take that credit card. What's wrong with you? You should have taken it and gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I lost a couple of friends over that one. No, I'm joking. Um, but, but it's just, you know, hearing those different things and processing through that is so important. I have this one client um, that was a couple, and they shared with me, you know, that they went through financial struggles, and this was their third time within their marriage going through these financial struggles, and that's why they reached out to me. They heard my story. They, you know, knew people that knew me and said, you can talk to her. She's extremely confidential and all of that. Well, let me tell you, whenever I sat down with them for the first time and I had them write everything down, mm-hmm. the biggest thing that broke my heart in their situation was the fact that their food budget I said food budget, not household, not utilities. Their food food budget was more than their mortgage. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And they were like, I have no idea how we got here. And I said, nobody understands how they got here. I said, you're looking at somebody that made plenty of money. And I didn't know how I got there. I mean, I knew how I got there, but you know what I'm saying? Right. It's that swipe that we're all doing on our cell phones, but, you know, the swipe of the credit card is something totally different, and it just seeps in. And especially if you're paying those credit cards, well, guess what? You know how those credit card companies reward you? They increase your limit. They increase the temptation. Aren't they so nice? And then they seduce they you with you get these bonus points for the more you spend. You get these points that you can use to buy other stuff that you're paying like four times the price for by using those points. But it's very seductive. I mean, that whole is. thing is very, very seductive. So the, I'm, I'm curious about the people that had the food budget larger than the mortgage. Yeah. It was, Did they it not was, realize that, and were they able to correct that um, substantially, or they corrected it substantially? As a matter of fact, within working with me for sixty days, they cut it in half, mm-hmm. and then oh, they wow. cut it in a fourth again after sixty more days. And um, it was interesting because you know I would explain even about toilet paper because they love to go to Costco. And mm-hmm. I was like, why are you buying toilet paper at Costco? Do you need 24 rolls of toilet paper? Well, no, oh. but it's, it's more financially, you know, feasible. And I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Have you ever calculated that out? Right. And I went into my scenario of the Costco toilet paper again. That's temptation. These club stores are temptation. They are right. a necessity. And, hey, I, I enjoy them every once in a while, too, but... But whenever you are in a situation of digging yourself out of a hole of debt, right. you can't have any temptation in your life. You've truly got to go cold turkey. You have to if you really want to achieve success. And so I even, you know, I bring in rolls of toilet paper in my classes, mm-hmm, and they're like, mm-hmm. what is she doing? <laughs> but, you know, that's um, interesting because you know people think like that. I mean, that it wasn't just your clients. I my I know a lot of people that think like that. Exactly. Exactly. They do. But I was so proud of, you know, these clients because you could tell as they paid off the debt, as they started interacting financially again, 
you could see the love coming back in the marriage, which I absolutely adored because, you know, I experienced that in my own life way back right. when. But yeah. the interesting thing was whenever he chimed in and he goes, okay, he goes, I've got something to tell you today. And I said, what is that? And he goes, I had no idea there were steaks at the dollar store. And I said, oh. what? And he goes, I bet I just taught you something. And I said, you did. And he goes, wow. I don't know if it's real meat. He goes, but I'm eating <laughs> it right now. Get out of touch. Oh, <laughs> and I just, I loved it. Because he oh, he was listening cute. to everything I said, and he was applying it to the extent that he possibly could. And he even had one over on me because I had no idea that a dollar store had steaks. But, I mean, yeah. they're doing great today. And they even they, – they aren't one of my clients anymore, but they keep on updating me as they're paying off debt. Right. And it's just great. I mean, I – I even, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to do fun and silly things because everybody thinks, well, finances, she must be boring. I'm just the opposite, actually. Um, yeah. he, he sent me a text one day and said, you know, they had paid off another 4000 And I videoed myself doing a happy dance. And he was like, you're just so oh, much fun and silly. Oh. But people's got to have a cheerleader with, right. with paying off debt because it's a daunting task and you want to give up, but it's like, no, you can't give up because it's just going to get worse. Well, you know, it's interesting because you said, you mentioned something early in the show about having, you know, you called it a, um, you know, it will happen fun. You know, some yes. some people might call it a slush fun or something like that. Right. But you, you talked about even just having that um, or even just like having a savings account, a, another little savings account where you're just putting, you know, ten, twenty, thirty dollars doesn't have to be a lot, but the consistency of doing that, eventually it builds up and if you make it automatic where you don't, you know, have to physically do it, it's that much even better because you don't miss it. And so now you know you shared you shared with um us about, you know, just being cognizant about um don't get sucked into the to the big box store. Don't you know go and go to Walmart or I'm sorry Costco, and and buy the you know fifty two rolls of toilet paper because it's exactly. Like <laughs> or you know you know you get the you know seventeen big old steaks at you know I mean if you don't have a huge family or you're not doing a huge event where you need to have all that. You know, you said don't do it. And, you know, when you think about it, it makes sense because everything at Costco, you don't get just a box of granola. You get a box that has four or six of them, of boxes in there. It's like, so it's kind of funny. So when you tell the story about the food budget larger than the mortgage, and that's what the people were getting, you know, sucked into the big box thinking it's a, um, you know, a deal. They were actually spending so much money um, by you having them, be accountable for what they spend, like getting receipts and stuff, it really helped them to see the light. And I think yes. I think what you shared with that was, you know, with regards to um, writing it down is one thing, but sometimes you can't remember everything you spend on. But if you are forced to get a receipt for everything you buy, you start paying attention. And to me, at least, I think you would start paying attention. And it's just getting, you know, assistance with being accountable to that aspect so that it sticks and you can pay attention and see where your money's going and then work with you 
to um, help get things corrected. Now, with regards to all of this, Coach Bebet, what or who inspires you? Um, because you seem really enthusiastic about it, and you you know shared some wonderful nuggets of gold with us already. But with regards to all of this behind, you know, your your, your story as a young child, um, who inspires you? The man who inspires me and really got me on this kick was Dave Ramsey, is Dave Mm -hmm. Ramsey, and then Mm -hmm. also Susie Orman. But I want to go back to Dave Ramsey because he, um, I took his class uh, in 2004 at my church, and I was so excited. You know, one was the spender, one was the nerd, and I was so excited to be the nerd. For the first Mm -hmm. time in my life, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh, you know, being a nerd is cool. (laughs) Right, right. And um, so I I have absolutely you know respected and adored Dave Ramsey all these years. I was fortunate enough last year he actually came to Charlotte with his daughter and did a tour. And uh, I'll never forget this. This is kind of a funny for everyone that's listening. But my daughter <laughs> needed to walk out and get some water, and all of a sudden he was coming on stage. And so we stopped, and I honestly teared up. I teared up whenever he walked on stage. And she looked at me and she goes, Mom, do you have a crush on him? (laughs) And I said, I said, no, honey. I said, but it was that man that put it all together for me. And I took his class that made me go ahead and do what I needed to do so I could come home to you. So I will always tear up. Well, I was was really fortunate because I happened to be in Nashville, Tennessee in March of this year, just Uh a few months ago. And I was fortunate enough to actually meet Dave, um, got my picture with him. And while I was in the, st- um, in the actual area, the lobby area, talking to one of his staffers about their environment and, uh, you know, their culture there and, and what they do to have all these people that come to work for him that aren't, you know, in debt. And while I was talking to her, she grabbed my arm and she goes, Babette, Babette, he's telling your story right now on the air. Oh, and, wow. And it was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he wow. is my inspiration. I mean, I just, I highly respect the man. He's changed so many families' lives for the better. And wow. he lost it all at one point. He lost it all. So That's you can always beautiful. come back with determination. That you know what I I totally agree I um I used to speak a lot on perseverance and you know perseverance determination um some of us are born with them innately but others it's like the, again working out that muscle that you may not use if you don't work your glutes and you start working your glutes well it's gonna hurt a little bit. So, um, you know, that, that muscle that comes to finances, it, when you work that and you learn what to do, it, it just sets you up at a better, in a better place. And so, I mean, that's a really cool story that you shared. And, um, I want to, I want to ask you, um, with regards to, you know, <laughs> Dave inspiring you, and you've embraced this whole, you know, way of giving back to others. And then, you know, how you talked about the um, people with the food budget. What what type of people do you look to work with? 
it's a great question. And who I look to work with is really someone who's wanting to change their life. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is I have a limited amount of time and not only do I enjoy getting clients, but I want clients who are going to change their lives and not just pay me to hear what I have to say, but actually apply it. Right. Because I, I, I do, I become like part of their family. Um, just to kind of give you an idea, in my dump debt program, whenever I'm working with couples or clients one-on-one, uh-huh. they actually send me their receipts every Friday. They send them to me. I don't even let them tally them up because I want them to have the reaction of, oh, my gosh, is this really what we're doing? And then after right. the program for four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever the case is, depending on their situation, then I let them take it over. And then they take responsibility. So I look for someone who they have the pain that they really want to get rid of. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people say, oh, well, I'm in debt. Yeah, I want to hire you. To... Well, that's great. But do you really want to change? Right. And, you know, if they say yes, I do. Like, for instance, I've got some corporations that are currently looking at my program because they want to get the financial stress off of their employees so they're more productive at work. So we, you know, that's an opportunity that I go in and I do a lunch and learn, and I educate these people on my dump debt and live free. I even make them decide where they're going to go to lunch and what's the most cost effective, and that's a homework assignment. Oh, that's cool. So that way they know how they're spending their money. They still get a treat whenever I come, but they have to tell me what is the most cost-effective place to eat, or is somebody going to volunteer to make ham and cheese sandwiches and bring them in and divide them up? You know, but we go through that because it's real-life living that we've got to do to make real-life change. Wow, I love that. I mean, that is just absolutely awesome. Um and I, I love that you shared how you're looking for a specific type of individual, not a, a someone that wants the fluff, you know, that wants to look like they're working out, but you want the person that really wants to get in there and hit it hard and understand that, you know, they go in with an understanding that, yeah, it's going to be a little bit difficult, but, you know, when the going gets difficult, are more difficult, more challenging, you know, I have Coach Babette to help, you know, guide me through and to keep me accountable so that I don't slip back into eating, you know, six donuts every morning and stop it at Starbucks for a venti latte, double cappuccino, blah, 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 you know. Exactly. So, <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure you come across people. I want, I, I just have to get your take on this and I did your share on this one. What do you have to say to those people that go to Starbucks every day, sometimes multiple times a day, and get their dream drink of their life at five, six, seven bucks a pop? What what would you like to say to those individuals? <laughs> I would love to say something to those individuals. <laughs> Be my guest because oh, I, my know, goodness. that is just it, it, it's a, amazing for me to watch people do that because I don't I'm so don't do that and it's just amazing and when I hear how much people are spending I'm like what 
you know, you start calculating that up. So I please, please, I would love for you to say something to those people, to whatever is on your heart. To make them change their ways? Well, first of all, I will say, Starbucks, i got to give you a hand because you've got an excellent business model. Mm-hmm. But you're killing our people. <laughs> yeah, oh my you're, yeah. you're, you're killing the budget of, of those people that walk in your store. Um, because we all kind of know what a cup of coffee costs. You should, you should know right. the, the cost on that. But, see, again, it's seductive. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, they're great at it. They're great at it. But, ladies and gentlemen that are on this call, if you're going into Starbucks two, three, four times a week, think about the interest that you're paying on a credit card. Let's just say that you've got a great rate of nine nine percent. Okay. Oh, that's 4%. a great rate. Yeah, yeah, nine percent. Yeah, I mean, because I've I've had some clients that have had a forty-two percent. Yeah, I'm thinking like you know, twenty-eight, okay? twenty-six. They're ridiculous now. But yeah, let, let's say nine percent, nine point nine percent on a credit card. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if you calculate that out, and you look. Whenever we get off off of this call tonight, go in and look at your credit card statement and see much, how much interest you're paying every month. Now, I want you to take that Starbucks that you're spending every single day, and I want you to take the amount of money you're spending at Starbucks and divide that into your balance on that credit card and see how long it's going to take you to pay that off. You'll be amazed. And I recommend you do that with one of the lowest ones that you have, if not the lowest, because we're an instant gratification society. And the best right. thing that you can do to start getting this debt released in your life and get these chains broken and this bondage stopped is for you to pay off a 250 or a $500 or $600 credit card. And you can wow. do that so quick, it's not even funny. And once you do that, okay, I did one. And then you go to the next one and you go to the next one. And guess what you're going to do? You're going to get addicted to paying off your credit cards. Every time you walk in one of the credit card companies, if they happen to be a local bank as well, you're going to look around. And next time you go in to make a deposit or whatever you have to do, hopefully you've got a credit card that's connected to that institution that you're going into. Look around. Let me ask you this. Is their furniture nicer than yours at home? Because if it is, guess who's paying for it? Ooh. That, yeah. That's reality. And people are like, oh, my gosh, well, they're a business. Yes, they are. And, and they're doing great business. They've right. got you convinced your money is working for them. It's right. not working for you. Woohoo! That you know what that is that sums up the show absolutely perfectly. You see, she tied it in for you guys. Coach Babette brought it home, girl, <laughs> with showing you and leaving you with the point that you know the last point of your money is not working for you; it's working for them. And the example is going to the bank. If the mm-hmm. bank's furniture looks nicer than your stuff at home, guess what? your money's working for them and it's definitely not working for you and you need to change some things. And, and so with that coach, Babette, I want to ask you to share with those out there listening, um, 
what you've got going on and how they can get in contact with you. I would love to. Thank you for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, you can reach out to me at www.coachbabette, and that's C-O-A-C-H, B as in boy, A, B as in boy, E-T-T-E dot com, coachbabette.com. You can pick up the phone and call me directly, and yes, I will answer. <laughs> oh, um, go, and, girl. And, and that's at 980-355-9676, or you can email me at babette at coachbabette.com. I would love to talk to you. We've got some summer webinars coming up for Dump Debt and Live Free. Those are going to start about the third week of June. If you want to shoot me an email, I can add you to the email and list, and you can get notifications of those. Just one hour a night for eight weeks, eight Monday nights, will change your life. I guarantee it. You have to stay consistent. You have to be determined. But I am going to be there for you whenever I bring you on as a coaching client. I'm going to be there for you. I'm not going anywhere. This is my passion. This is my life. It changed my life. And I want to help you change yours. Oh, thank you so much, Coach Babette. Oh, that was wonderful. And you guys will definitely have all the information um, available to you. So you can check out Coach Babette at CoachBabette.com. And you can email her at Babette at CoachBabette.com. Or you can give her a call at 980-355-9676. And with that, I will say thank you very much, Coach Babette, for being a guest on Blissful Living. It was awesome to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. It was very fun and just nuggets of gold galore for the listeners out there. And I want to thank the listeners because you guys make it possible. Please feel free to share the show with anyone and everyone you care about, your kids. Let them listen to it so they can begin to understand um, how to make money or how to budget their finances, as well as if you have older kids or whoever you want to help enhance and share the words forward of how they can create a little bit less in their life when they begin to learn how to manage their finances so that their money works for them and not for someone else. And I want to thank our sponsors, the Health Healing and Wellness Company, as well as All Day Cable. You can check either or both of them out at healthhealingwellness.com or alldaycableinc.com and before I go I want to leave I want to leave you all with a quote um, that just kind of comes to mind for me and basically what um, this quote that I I read a little while ago kind of stuck with me and it's by Dr. Seuss and he says be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter And those who matter don't mind. And so I want to leave that with you with regards to when it comes to managing your finances. It really doesn't matter what other people think about how you live. What matters is you do what's best for you so that your money, your finances begin to work for you and 
not for someone else. And with that being said, again, thanks, Coach Babette, for being a guest on the show. And thank you to all of you. Until next time, may peace be to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, saying goodbye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And, of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.